Do you have any good intro conversation hooks? Ooh, for this one? No, not really. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be about the movie. It can just be like a conversation we're having. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you'd seen any other good movies. That was going to be my intro hook. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good hook to start with. Um, like this week have you seen or any? in general? Yeah, like like recently, if you've seen anything else besides the movie we're talking about today um since we last talked because no, i know last time really. i asked you if you had yeah if you had like you were anticipating any movies um right and you were like nope i i don't know anything i couldn't name <laughs> a single movie coming out <laughs> i don't know movies although okay that my stance on that has changed i do now know of a movie coming out oh what movie wonka Oh, hell yeah. Wait, yeah. yeah, actually, we talk about this in the group chat all the time. Wait, I talk about movies coming out in the group chat all the time. I, I know you, you do. A single movie? No, I, I know. I just, <laughs> none of them seem to really pique my, like, you guys talk about movies. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, I'll say Killers of the Flower Moon is one that I do want to watch. Um, Wonka is one that uh, I, I'm hearing a lot of good press for. Um, I don't really know if I want to watch it. Maybe not yet. Um, but like based off of a really bad trailer, which we all sort of clowned on it, and it was pretty unanimous. This movie looks like maybe not really bad, but pretty freaking bad. To, so to see some good press be generated around it, I don't know. I'm a little excited, um, maybe reservedly hopeful. Right? The press cycle for Wonka has been crazy. Like at first, it was like, oh, okay, Timmy Chalamet, right? Weird casting. And then, like, the first trailer came out, and it was like, what the fuck is this? And then the, like, bigger trailer came out, and everybody was like, this is a war crime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and now, you know, apparently it's pretty decent, so is what I've been seeing in the press, too. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm pro this movie, just for the okay. sheer fact that, like, I want movies to come out and do well. Like, whatever. I'll go see it. I hope it's not as, like, cringe, I guess, as it seems, but... Uh, yeah, it does. It, it it gives me a little bit of pause. I'll say. Also, I'm not a Paddington guy. Like I, those movies are fine, but they're not. Mm -hmm. I'm not like head over heels for them the way some people are. And it shares the director of the Paddington movies. Oh, uh, so. okay. I haven't seen the Paddington movies, but they kind of seem up my alley. So. They do. Yeah, they <laughs> really do. Um, there's also the Godzilla movie coming out. Um, like Godzilla yeah. minus one or something like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. That one's been getting a lot of good press and i don't know i'm excited for it that that's one that i might actually like try to see in theaters i don't know it looks really cool i love the idea that you're keeping up with the press like <laughs> as if as if twi your twitter feed yeah the that's press. the press <laughs> uh, -huh. <laughs> uh this is we want to watch uh my name's lane my name's ricky uh, this podcast is about uh, us talking about movies that we want to watch or that we think we need to watch or that the other person should watch. I think I said that last time. Uh, in the description, I think I'm much more vicious about our stupidity with movies, but um, <laughs> that's fine. I mean. So this week um, we are talking about uh, and we had watched Ansandi, which I, I, embarrassingly enough, Ricky, I was um, mm. calling this or pronouncing this wrong. Last week, it's not that you don't say the the s right. at the end. Yeah, I noticed and, that uh, just so now. The, <laughs> the the d's nuts joke uh, does it made, falls flat. Yeah. It falls flat 
much like this movie whoa sheesh i mean i think that's a difference of opinion that we can talk out on the pod we we will um so i had suggested this movie this was I am not claiming this is Elaine's frame, but uh, wow. I, I, had, I had suggested we watch this movie just because uh, I've heard it's really, really good. Uh, we had kind of done a little bit more of a whimsical, lighthearted movie last week, and now felt like it was appropriate. We kind of agreed we want to do a, alternating between kind of more serious dramas or more serious movies and uh, lighter fare. And this one, on Sunday. 2010, uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve, uh, seemed, yeah, like a, a good pick. Um, like I said, it's well acclaimed. It's kind of, I've heard it. It's it's just like a gut wrenching movie, um, and uh, I was not super impressed by this movie. I will say, uh, I, I had wow. quite a few issues with it, but uh, yeah, my my kind of initial take, I guess, I, yeah, I, I kind of found it pretty melodramatic uh and not in a good way not in a fun campy or like yeah actually wrenching melodramatic way uh i I thought it was pretty given to uh i don't know just like an inauthenticness i think i didn't really like and so Hmm. it it was paced really unconvincingly i guess i I don't know the the, I, i came away from it you know pretty I don't want to say disgusted, not like, I don't know, just just kind of uh, repulsed by the idea of taking a movie like this and setting it in this fake backdrop of like fictional Middle Eastern Civil War. Uh, right. And so, then just being like, what if old boy happened in this movie? Uh, so Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up the fact that it's fictional, uh, like a fictional Middle Eastern place, because... Yeah. Watching it several times, I I got I was like sort of confused. I was like, oh, did I miss where they mentioned um, this takes place in? Uh, because I mean, they reference like places and areas, but yeah, all these fake names of like cities and such. Right, right. Um, and I didn't really, I don't know. I thought I missed that. I thought that was like a, a plot point which I just sort of, sort of like flew over me, flew over my head. Um, I don't know that. So hmm. that that was something I was afraid of. That we wouldn't be equipped to kind of talk about this movie. Like when we right. went in, I was kind of like, okay, this is a little bit more serious of a subject and subject matter than obviously like Grand Budapest. Yeah, it kind for of talks sure. about some of those things, but yeah, or like Eraserhead or the thing. All movies that have kind of complex themes but aren't necessarily like socio-political in the way that this movie tries to be right. um, but yeah like once I kind of got tipped off on like where this movie was going and kind of saw the way that it was laying out um, kind of how the mystery was unfolding I was like oh this movie's just like schlock masquerading as a prestige wow. drama in a way <laughs> I don't know I yeah, I, tell me more, I guess, tell me more about, like, do you have any relationship, I, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, with Denis Villeneuve's movies, like Arrival and uh, some of those other, um, you know, Blade Runner? I I believe so. Uh, is that the original Blade Runner or the new one? The new one, the new one. Uh, the no. Um, let me check in on his movies. I mean, I've seen Dune, obviously. Um, 
Okay. I have seen Arrival, and I, I liked Arrival. I didn't think it was particularly bad or anything. Um, yeah. I'll be honest, I kind of like this movie. Not in like a... Not not like a, I'd like this movie, I would recommend it to other people, I guess. Um, yeah, a, a movie that's impossible to recommend. I yeah, think. oh yeah, yeah. It was emotionally impactful, though. Uh, I, whew, I don't know, it's tough to sort of define, I guess. So Tough to define why you liked it? Yeah, tough to define why I liked it. I thought, I mean, I thought it was shot well. I thought it sort of depicted uh, the tragedy of war pretty well um i i thought it maybe wasn't poignant in the way that it delivered its messages but uh like it was definitely sort of heavy-handed and i mean we can get into maybe the the things we liked and didn't like about how the movie was laid out how different plot points sort of arose i guess i'll say sure Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start by agreeing with you. I mean, mm-hmm. I think this movie had pretty good cinematography. You know, the, the, the kind of scene that's on the poster of the burning bus. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, in a divorced aspect, it is very, I hate to say, like, nice to look at. But it is uh, compelling, I guess, imagery. But that's kind that's of a good way to put it. I feel like it was. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so this is interesting, then, because... Ah, and this feels weird, especially to try to compare and contrast these two, uh, but the Grand Budapest Hotel was also very aesthetically driven, right? In different ways, obviously, but it had an aesthetic that it held to, and I feel like this movie did that as well. Um, a very different aesthetic, and one that evokes very different emotions. I'd say my, my thoughts on the film probably aren't, like, fully crystallized enough to really uh speak on it well but did you did you just watch this movie this morning i did watch this movie this morning yeah um, you gotta stop doing that well you gotta do like a you gotta do like a two days in advance record or, yeah. or watch you know yeah I, I mean especially maybe for the more heavy hitting films because this one was it's tough and it's it's tough to sort of think about or speak on at least to me yeah i get that um i I was pretty quickly disillusioned by it, and I think as time has gone on, uh, the things I liked about it have faded in my memory more, and the things that I don't like are all that remains. So, um, but I mean, you know, okay. I, like I'm definitely the outlier here. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of looked through some of the contemporary reviews for this. Uh, it is based on a play, mm-hmm. and it is supposed to be influenced by the Lebanese Civil War, but. Uh, obviously it's fictionalized obviously um but mm-hmm. so i you know i think you're not wrong to be you know in, to have enjoyed this movie like i get you know it just I, I think the the fact that i saw where it was going and then the way that that kind of emotional whatever reveal right <laughs> i hate to even call it that the way that that was delivered and like the message that that was trying to send was it just left such a, a negative taste in my mouth that felt like it, it removed all of the wind from the sails of this movie all right do you, do you want to start like really digging into it and digging into specifics because yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um so like i said this is old boy um right <laughs> i mean like with more steps that, right 
Yeah, yeah. Old boy with more steps is a great way to put it. I yeah. I I was com- like I was intrigued at the beginning. Okay. Um, Same. And I think the the yeah like the the setup is is very interesting, right? Mm-hmm. You start out. I think it's it's paced really well. You kind of just get these uh, these first couple flashbacks or, or flashes to and from Nawal and then uh, her daughter, mm-hmm. and I I found that like the setup of that mystery really interesting. And then as we never got back to the sun, I was like, hmm, yeah, what's he's the kind point of, of the sun? It, yeah, yeah, he's kind yeah. of ignored for the entire beginning of the film, which is like basically fun. he's there for like the first five minutes mm-hmm. and then he's there for like the last 10 minutes and that's about it he actually doesn't really do much in this movie other than receive the information first the, right. the reveal yeah at the end and he's, so, he's a good set piece right he he does his job he's <laughs> emotional at the beginning and then um i mean he's also used emotionally at the end um yeah but like for a movie that it seems to be so about like i think what this movie is going for is trying to strive for like Here's how this brutal, awful, you know, hatred uh, that inspires war has impacted these individuals, right? Which, right. like, not I'm not saying this in a demeaning way, but that's, like, well-worn ground, right? Like, we all know yeah, sure. movies that talk about that. Like, that's a good, solid theme. No real complaints there. But then to kind of reduce both of the twins and really almost everybody except for Nawal in this movie, like, reducing them to basically just members of a puzzle box or or like they're trying to solve this mystery they don't really have much characterization going on that felt kind of i I felt hollow and like as the movie went on i kind of thought okay this is really just building up to some kind of big reveal right like and not just like a mystery of like here's your father and here's your brother Uh, it, it put a bad taste in my mouth that we never saw the other twin really and that even the daughter really didn't have much you know she wasn't really doing doing a lot on her own she wasn't really kind of going out of her way to have much characterization um she was just honestly just confused um which like Mm -hmm. fair i mean it's a confusing situation to be in but um other than that she is like a student of math i couldn't tell you a single thing about her she likes to swim and i mean she got that from her mother that's true uh and it 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 seems to be something that both of the twins share um and it's sort of at least in the film it's shown as a way for them to work out some of their uh, negative emotions i guess because we see them immediately after the first either the first or second big reveal of the film they're swimming right um and she's seen swimming earlier in the film after her brother throws through his little like temper tantrum now i i hate to be the like boss baby meme where it's like guy who's only seen the boss baby hmm this movie reminds me a lot of the boss baby but are you about to compare this to heat again (laughs) no i'm about to compare this to the grand budapest hotel again uh where where there is one character who sort of who has an arc whose story maybe not even has an arc but whose story is driving the entire story where it revolves around this character and it's also a story within a story with the focus being on that story within the story nestled within the story and the the sort of outer exposition story being secondary to that um which is just i don't know again they're very different in tone and theme but similar in the fact that they hold to an aesthetic it's 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 odd the amount of comparisons that you can make between these two films especially with how you uh sort of 
really ripped apart the Grand Budapest for. <laughs> well, you did. Um, for like, I'm not, I'm not denying it. Yeah, for just having characters that were plot pieces essentially, and it it feels like in this film, that's at, at least for the exposition story, that is true. I was gonna say for the main storyline, not so much. That one definitely, I don't know. It it it's it's chaotic, right? And it it follows the sort of thread of hatred. Which the film also, like, this film is very sort of overt about what it's trying to say. Um, and it, it has the characters directly say it. It, it doesn't really yeah. leave anything to interpretation from the reader. It's it's very cut and dry. Um, at least that's okay. how I saw it. it. It's cut and dry. And I think part of my problem with it is not just that it's cut and dry, but that it's not, it's actually taking a very kind of, I want to say, like, almost like a, a very kind of liberal kumbaya kind of approach to a story like this. I, first off, I mm. think that the choice to kind of put it in a nameless country and not really have any, you know, real political context for it. I mean, obviously, they talk about the uh, the specific religions that are, at, you know, at play here. But right. Um, I think Still that, a coward's I think choice. It's cowardly. And it's like, it's it's basically doing a thing that I hate, which is just saying, well, war and political strife really just comes from, like, interpersonal conflict or, like, hatred of, of groups. And that's right. not really, I, I mean, I, I just, I, that's definitely a component to things, but it's not a, it's not a good explanation for, you know, the kind of conflict that happens in, in countries like this or, like, the framing of there's just some war that and hate that just happens forever, and there's no deeper meaning to this, and there's definitely no imbalances of power that contribute to these things. Um, it's just that Group A hates Group B, and isn't it crazy how Group A and Group B are? Look, they're so interchangeable that uh, a mother wouldn't recognize her son, you know, as he's assaulting her. Kind of like a thing. I, and I get that. Right. I found that to be kind of a, a an embarrassingly basic way of framing this movie especially since this movie really wants you to it's bathed in like you know late 2000s aesthetics of like orientalism and like the way that we depict Arab countries and things like that like yeah uh, like it is I, definably I like... the middle east like you would not mistake yes, it for anywhere else of course yeah. it's it's the middle east and not only that but it's other you know that they right. the children have to travel there that's a choice uh, the aesthetics of like everything's gray and like brown and has the sepia filter on in a way that like a lot of those movies from that time period did like the the early Obama years like uh, you know when you need to depict a war ravaged uh, you know dangerous country in the Middle East like those are the aesthetics that you choose and so like to use all of those and and have war as an aesthetic but then not actually talk about the broader conflict uh, and, you know, base it with this interpersonal kind of stuff. That just, again, I think obviously talking about the individual is an important way of talking about these things, right? You know, mm -hmm. a movie is more interesting usually when it's talking about a, a specific person or, or in their kind of relationship with a war uh, or with conflict. But it never extrapolates their conflicts to the greater, you know, the greater picture in a way that's meaningful or says anything so in, in my eyes, it almost makes these people like a mythology, right? The woman who sings. She is, she is like the icon. She is the woman who sings. 
um and she yeah. she loses her identity within that um and yeah e- even the the man who she kills who is like on the shirt of like one of the guys that uh shot the, the bus to pieces um which was a just horrid scene the ways in which they take these icons and then they show, well, even if this icon is, like, removed from the picture, whether by being killed, being, like, sent to prison, tortured, raped, no matter what happens to them, they're still sort of, like, I mean, I hate to say it again, but they are icons to their people, right? They are the rallying cry behind their people, whether it be for resistance, for yeah, they're, they're furthering sim- war. They're, like, not... Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it reduces them from people well... to symbols there. Uh, I will say, yeah. though, the one thing that this movie definitely shies away from is the imbalance of power that you mentioned. Yeah. To, to bring up another conflict in the Middle East, Israel versus <laughs> Palestine, there is a huge imbalance of power there, so much so that to even call it a war is kind of laughable, right? You know, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I didn't even think about that when, like, I, I truly didn't even make that connection. I That's brilliant, honestly, Ricky. Like, the uh, I hadn't... It's, even made that connection but it, it's it's the way that people kind of boil down and like reduce it to just like two sides of violence it's been going on for thousands right. of years like you're not gonna fix it right um, people and just are yeah they yeah, mentioned that ahead. like in the film they like the the taxi yeah. driver is like oh like if there were notaries here two thousand years ago right like they know whose land it is like that to me was yeah. a distinct like oh this is pointing towards that conflict without the power imbalance present in the actual conflict uh, because yeah. it's very the the war that's happening there is messy, sure, but it's one that results in a huge imbalance in civilian casualties towards one side. Right. In the film, it it seems as though the the civilian casualties are sort of back and forth, Equal. and it's it's yeah, yeah they they yeah. don't they don't at least in my eyes they don't draw a very good line between the two, especially yeah. in how like how much the refugees quote-unquote, seem to be able to interact with the people of the nation. Right, right. Yeah, it's like a, a standard cycle of hate kind of right. story, you know? And I, I really think, just to like just to come out and say it, I think that the, um, the treasure hunt at the center of this movie and the big reveal at the end of, uh, you know, who her, her rapist was in captivity is so ugly and sadistic uh, and ultimately unnecessary. Um, I think yes. the point that, you know, if the point this movie's trying to make could have been made without going there, and the fact that it went there, I think speaks more to how this movie is supposed to be a, it, it's it's driving to a point that is more about ugliness and inevitability than it is about any kind of meaningful commentary on politics or, or anything like that. I, you know, I this movie could have just as easily, and I, I know that, uh, you know, this was based on a play, so maybe mm-hmm. this is a criticism of the original author or something but it could have just as easily been about like her rediscovering that her her former lover was you know uh, uh somebody that you know was her torturer in prison or like there are just dozens of different ways or it could have been you know her son was her torturer but it didn't have to result in rape like to right. go there I, you know i've been making jokes comparing this to old boy um old boy's not a movie i really love mm-hmm. i think old boy has some some interesting things and a lot of it is whatever makes me roll my eyes but uh you know at least that movie is going for that 
Like it, it's it, it is schlock. It is pushing the envelope on purpose uh, for a reason. It's not trying to masquerade as like anything more than what it is. This movie is absolutely trying to ground itself in this kind of serious, dramatic, you know, prestige aesthetics and story and like uh, poetic narrative. And instead, it it goes it like does backflips to be as disgusting and revolting as possible. Um, but still having that veneer of prestige. And so I just, yeah, I, I was like totally revolted by, by that choice. Again, I, you know, the filmmaker didn't write the story, so I can't, this isn't necessarily the fault of the movie. It's an adaptation, but I just, I don't know. It felt very unearned and very uh, unnecessary and just kind of gross for the sake of it. So now, apart from the very last reveal that the torturer was her son, up until that point, I... Like that, 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 that definitely did sour the movie a bit, but up until that point, it's pretty poignant. And I think it, I mean, that last little bit maybe doesn't quite make sense, but it, it plays really well. Uh, the movie especially plays really well with, um, the difference between what the audience knows and what the character knows and building tension around that. Right. Because from, from the point that we see her first have her like son, and he gets the tattoo of the three dots on his foot. We know that that's not the twins. And we know that that son is older than the twins. So then to, to have the daughters sort of go on this goose chase, this um, treasure hunt, as you called it, and obtain that first piece of knowledge that she was raped in prison by her torturer, and like them to find out that they were the product of rape, and like that sort of emotional turmoil that occurs from that, I mean, that, at its core, is very compelling, right? It's a very... Well, uh, yeah, I I guess. I, I don't know. At, at some point, it's like, stop, stop, he's already dead. Like, I, I don't know. Just how many tragedies can you stack on top of each other? It's like misery right. porn. Well, I, I, I think know, that I... that first tragedy is sort of, maybe not warranted, but it's it's sort of, like, understandable, right? Where it's like, oh, okay, well, like, yeah, this is something that's very real, that very much so can happen within... I mean, within sure. war, within war-torn regions, not even within war-torn regions, but within, like, life. Like, this shit yeah. does happen. Yeah, and to, yeah. to, to turn a yeah. blind eye to that is sort of like, uh, I don't know. It's denying the miseries of the world, I guess. For sure. I, yeah. I, I'm not saying that any individual thing in this movie is necessarily unrealistic, except for, of course, like, the very final reveal it feels so right. gross to even call it that like you know but like <laughs> actually brad pitt and edward norton are the same person i don't know but like <laughs> that that initial killing you know the honor killing and then like losing her child and yeah. then you know she has to quit university and then she witnesses these like terrible uh you know um massacres and then she knows that her kid was uh, sent off to the the, the front lines uh, of you know and, and becomes a Muslim mil militant um, and then she gets imprisoned and then she's raped and she gives birth like all of those things on top of each other it's not that it's even unrealistic it's just like what is the point of depicting this only to then this movie's not really I don't think about her, her suffering I guess I, hmm. I you know the movie does, it, it's barreling to this pulling the rug out from under you twist about the twins right the mother's hmm. dead like we right. we have our time with her really this is more about the emotional impact on the two children 
And mm-hmm. so it's like, what is the point of stacking these horrific tragedies up just to kind of have, yeah, just to have like a horrible like anti-catharsis at the end, I guess? The, the end is, feels very unfulfilling. I'll say that for sure. The, the two letters, I mean, so like the two letters, like I guess there's a sort of, it's weird to say it, but poetic justice in the, the son and the father being the same and the letters being to the two sides of him, essentially, um, after he adopted a new name. Uh, but it definitely wraps up a little too neatly in the fact that, oh, he was also living in Canada and specifically near where she was living. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. oh, she saw him at the pool one time and recognized him by his tattoo, the tattoo on his foot. And it, it's all very... Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm saying. If it had been, like, a reveal that, like, actually her, you know, lover from when she was younger, her first pregnancy, he was spared and became, like, a militant, you know, and he was the torturer. Mm-hmm. It could have just as easily been something like that. Like or, a or like a tale of brothers. The boyfriend. Right. Like, like yeah, she, some, she still sees, yeah. like, the original like, father die right. and then, like, oh, like, but his brother was a part of the nationalist regime like yada yada it's like all right well yeah fine and that's that's at least maybe even more believable right i mean the timelines aren't like very fleshed out we know she was in prison for 15 years i don't know yeah Uh, and then and then the guy looks identical in canada even though it's been another presumably 15 20 years after she gave birth to the twins at least i mean yeah you know what i mean like yeah it's just, we see it's, her it's... daughter at the pool with her we don't see the son which another weird thing he he was sort of yeah. dropped off for that portion of the film so just ignore that yeah it's just it's all very sort of odd that being said I, I i don't think that that's necessarily bad right like i don't think that life has very sort of neat clear-cut storylines although the the letters at the end really do sort of put a damper on things right and it's then like the to letter to the twins it. i it is trying to put a bow on it but it it does the very opposite at least for me right yeah yeah like the letter to the twins being like ah i finally like severed the thread of hatred all now as well the the truth has been revealed etc cetera, etc cetera. right which like if i'm getting that letter from my dead mom mm-hmm. like the let me tell you the thread of hatred has not been severed <laughs> right <laughs> like right i mean And they seem far more at peace, too. Like, those twins seem so at peace at the end of the film relative to the beginning. Yeah. Which is so fucking weird. I I, I get that, like, okay, well, they can sort of put their mother's death behind them. And we can tell from their reactions at the beginning that they had a sort of interesting relationship with their mother. uh, A very sort of charged relationship. But it's... Yeah. uh, It's still... It's it's very odd for that, and like they they see their their father and brother once, right? And they have no, they're not going to do anything to try to like reconcile that or like right. Like I understand this. This just points to why this movie is really just about delivering a like a ham-fisted kind of message instead of actually dealing with the problem that it's showing. You yeah. know, it's it's and like I understand that this is maybe in, it's inspired right probably by oedipus or like whatever greek tragedy Mm -hmm. you know it's trying to deal with these like questions of fate and like you know generational whatever trauma and like things like that but then it kind of 
So it, 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 it loses tries so its hard way. to ground it. Right. It loses its way and it tries so hard to ground it in like realism and like kind of showing this like conflict that is supposed to mirror real life conflicts, mm-hmm. uh, although stripped bare of any context. And so you're like kind of not lulled into, but like, yeah, you're, it, it loses its way because you, you think that it's going to go in, you know, a, a more uh, yeah realistic direction than right. this like ridiculous one at the end. And like you're saying, they're so calm as if having an explanation of why your mom was so fucked up her whole life that you knew her would just make every like would make everything okay right like as if like that's all that needs to be done is you know releasing the burden um i agree with you that's a good observation like they are so chill at the end it's weird it's like weird how how like the vibe has shifted i'll also say that at least in oedipus and i'm glad you made that that um that sort of correlation or that connection between the two of them at least in oedipus he tears his eyes out in like frustration at himself uh at the world he knows what he's done is wrong and you don't get that from this film we we see him at the at the grave at the end and that's it i all right so like maybe cut this but i expected him to kill himself after reading that letter right listen if i didn't cut me saying that Wes Anderson is anorexia propaganda. I'm not cutting you saying that this character should have killed himself or or might have, or you expected him to. (laughs) Fair, fair. I just, like, uh, like that's what I expected, right? And it almost seems like it's missing that plot beat, right? Where it's like, well, and maybe this is the thread of hatred within me, right? Um, But I I saw that, and I was like, oh, like, this guy is going to to feel this, like, because he reads the, the letter to the son, to him as a son and it's like oh like i still love you everything was born out of love even our children born out of love yeah and it's like he reads the the rapist letter first i think yes yeah yeah well this and then and then the son the letter to the son the second one is the one where where she's very sort of like forgiving and like well like as soon as i had you i knew that i would love you yada yada it's like okay great ah i don't know man I I don't know how you could, like, go through that and then go back to, like, cleaning buses, right? As weird as that sounds. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Yeah, and, I, you know, I guess the ultimate message, right, at the end is, like, oppressors or, like, torturers, they all have tragic backgrounds, too, which is, I'm not necessarily opposed to a movie that tries to sympathize with somebody especially from the like i think that could have been an interesting tack for this movie to take if it had been you know if there had been a little bit less time brutalizing this poor woman during all these flashback scenes and like right you know even honestly even get rid of the twins altogether this maybe i'm just like picking bones with this movie for like fundamental like plot whatever but Mm. you know i think it could have been much more interesting if they wanted to kind of show like you know, that ultimate, like, reconciliation of these two identities of this person or, like, his tragic history versus what he had done, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see that, you know, being compelling if there was any context to it or if we had spent more time with him. But, yeah, all we know about him now is that he's on a bus or, or he cleans buses mm-hmm. and he lives in Canada and he lives in an apartment. Like, we don't know, you know, he doesn't have any chance to reconcile with his siblings. Right. <laughs> 
you know, that could be an interesting thing to discuss. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's just... I mean, if they had removed the twins and just, like, left him yeah. as a torturer and, like, even if they wanted to keep the sort of the rapist, uh, like, that's fine, whatever. Very bad person. And then have the scene where she recognizes him and confronts right. him, right? And then they sort of work through... Like, that's the main conflict of the film. Uh, yeah, the whole way that it's sort of structured is very odd. It's it's so much about putting the fucking Agatha Christie mystery together. Like, I just right. I find that so... I, I, and especially yeah, I mean, when it's I don't like... I want to say bad taste, but... It, a lot of it, except for the old boy twist, is apparent to the audience, right? From, like... Did, from very early did on. Did you not... Did you not see the twist coming? The the moment? No. No. The Really? I I mean I saw that the the twins were a product of rape like right away, right? Like or Right. Not the product of rape, but that the, uh like once they reveal that like oh hey, like she was in jail, she was raped by her captor. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And that's when she had the twins. Right. I I did not put together the timeline of, "Oh, her son would have been old enough that he could have become a like her torturer i i did not put that together at all honestly yeah because the when they show her on or not her but she her like midwife on her deathbed the twins go to visit or yeah uh, yeah john goes to visit and the the midwife is you know she says to the translator uh she's like oh i you know you're uh the woman who sings was i i watched over her for 15 years or something like that so Mm -hmm. Once it became clear after the twins were born, I don't know. It's like that was the only character we really had. Like the uh, the the torturer, the the son, mm-hmm. is the only other adult male that we're introduced to up to yeah. that point. And so at that point, I was like, this movie's not going to introduce some other guy who's her brother, or or who's her or their brother with thirty minutes left in the movie. So it was like, okay, mm-hmm. I see where this is going. And at that point, wow. I was like basically rooting for the movie to not do that to be wrong like i wanted Mm -hmm. to be wrong so badly because i was like this is so yeah just eye roll inducing we saw the brother as like a as a militant right yeah and well in the scene where he kills children um and that was a shocking and b i don't know maybe something that was only added for shock value uh but it's I mean, this movie's messy, right? Like, it's it definitely tries to like hit you with gut punches one after the other, um, which it does. It delivers on that. Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, I guess it's it's like, I guess I should have been able to put that together, but I I saw that and like it never once occurred to me that like oh yeah like of course like he's gonna be the torturer. That being said, I still like the film. Uh, I think there maybe are flaws with it, uh, and it's overblown, over the top in its misery. Misery porn's a good way to put it, like you said earlier. But I, I still liked it. I think it, I think it like holds, maybe not holds true to its messaging, but it, it delivers on what you'd expect from it, right? Like you're going in like this is going to be a sort of like harrowing experience, and it is. See, I. This movie did not meet my expectations at all. It was like a scance at a 90 degree angle from like minute 10, I think. You know, to have this very locked down introduction of these characters and then to take Mm -hmm. it in such a gratuitous and like I said, kind of orientalist way and apolitical, it just, I mean, 
Yeah, it, it just, it was not what I wanted at all. It was, it, it mm-hmm. chose to neither be serious family drama or like character study. It fails to be a political commentary, not saying anything meaningful. I mean, it just, I, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, war it, is bad, right? Like, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hatred yeah. breeds hatred. war is bad. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cycles of hate, you know, et cetera. Like, I, right. I, I just, yeah, I found, yeah, I, I this movie did not meet my expectations in that regard. And and maybe that's my fault for thinking the movie was one thing and it was really another. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I will, you know, like I said, I do think that the movie is, from a craft level, it's definitely mm-hmm. competently made. Like, it's not like garbage. Right, right, right. I think the performances are good mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Uh, some of the secondary characters, I was like, okay, uh, these performances feel a little bit drama school. Um, but <laughs> especially when she's in talking at the university, that felt a little bit, uh, some, some of those characters were a little, yeah, a little stereotypes, you know, like old kind of whimsical professor and like, yeah, anyway. When, when so, she was first I mean, tracking down her mother characters. and talking to them? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean the the main characters I think do a good job or the main actors. Uh and it it does show that like I I guess that's sort of foreshadowing to the the brother father thing that like oh she had these twins when she was already like fairly old. Yeah. So it it's Yeah. I I you, you should be able to put together like oh it's it's near the end of her prison sentence. Yeah. No, I mean, I have no, sad. I have no problem with like her taking those parts of the journey. Like again, mm-hmm. that, that was pretty early on, so I was still somewhat interested in the, you know, the the, the mystery nature of it. But yeah, just the uh, the performances, like I said, were just not not up to snuff there. But she also she treats the beginning of the journey very much so like it's like a vacation. Like there's a there's a severe tonal shift between like the very first scene. And then the scene when she's, like, in her mother's homeland. Yeah. And she seems almost, like, joyful to be back there. And then, it, like, it, it just sort of, like, crushes her spirits being there. And, I mean, our spirits gets crushed as well, seeing what her mother went through uh, on, like... But it's... I, I mean, it's the flip between, like, what the audience knows and what the character knows, again. Where the emotional impact that the characters are going through due to the information that they're learning about their mother and father later on but it's it's not about like maybe it's not like directly about her mother's experiences it's about how those experiences relate to the the children as they came into being yeah so i don't know which which sounds weird i mean it's like it's it's not about like oh like our mother got raped it's oh we are children of our mother of like the rape of our mother which is right which is mm. gross yeah <laughs> like that's yeah. that's kind of nasty for, <laughs> uh, like for that down. to be the like the big gut punch like oh like like oh like well what was i like what was i and then like we we flip to see like her mother going through the most traumatic period of her life and it's it's different the path that the the reader or the watcher is taking versus the path of the the characters it's definitely you odd know, there the are most... parallels there though it's it is odd, yeah. And the most interesting part of this movie, I think, by a fucking country mile, <laughs> is when she's an assassin for like a good like fifteen minutes. There's like yeah. a kind or maybe yeah. like quiet moment of her being recruited, and then it's the only time we really see her doing anything, like doing anything. So, she's not having something done to her really. So I originally thought 
that the the like guy who recruits her like oh like just because our enemies are the same doesn't mean that we are allies like i thought that that guy was going to be the father yeah and i thought that for a little bit until we got to the like oh your your mother was raped in jail thing and i was like all right well yeah. whatever yeah yeah but I, I i thought that that was going to be a big plot point like oh like she's in prison and then like she has children in prison like right away and then like oh how does she smuggle them out or like how are they saved yada yada how are they reunited um and the film definitely right. took a like left left turn from that it was very different from yeah and it does that a lot well but her yeah her story basically ends after she's escapes prison or is released from prison yeah we then cut to 20 some years later when she sees him at uh at the pool like we don't really learn anything else about her life in this huge chunk of time like i you know it could have been there could have been something interesting said about what was her relationship with her children actually like mm -hmm. other than you know we get these passive kind of like comments from the son but who the son who i could not for gun to my head could not tell you the name of but like he you know he kind of has some smart ass comments in the beginning about like how she was crazy or um, it, confused but isn't his name yeah. john because it's i know john, john is and the Jean. daughter's name well, well her no. name's like jean any -E, right it's french you know yeah um, oh the french his name is simon what the fuck <laughs> yeah simon. do they say that in the he's, film he's <laughs> yeah honestly honestly <laughs> oh jean i think I think it's John is the the notary, and then Jean is the the daughter. Okay, so. all right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, but I mean, either way, yeah, like as an aside, yeah, yeah, yeah but um, yeah, very forgettable son. Um, he's not really used for anything except to talk to the the warlord. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like all all of this being said, like all the shortcomings of the film, I still think it's a good film. Um, I think it delivers the message that it's trying to deliver whether or not that message is necessarily overplayed or particularly useful wow that's that's kind of i don't know the... man i hmm. i i feel like if this movie was trying to tell me even just a message as simple as like war is bad <laughs> cycles of hate etc i just i think that it does not do a good job delivering that message because it's ultimately just like it's it's like I said it's mm. a misfire of like its intentions it feels like it sets it up to be this like I said kind of locked down dramatic interpersonal generational thing mm -hmm. and then it goes into this it like goes big picture and then it comes back to like this like extreme melodrama of you know just like soap opera plotting which you know again like a soap opera old boy they know what they're doing this movie it just seems uh, contrived, I guess. Is yeah, the best contrived. Way to put it. Like, to, contrived like they, is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. like someone, someone was sit, like the 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 author was sitting there like tapping his pencil to his mouth and was like, "How can I make it so that a woman gets raped by her son? What 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 can I like reverse engineer? Reverse engineer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of story can I reverse engineer around this? Maybe that there there is more context to this. Uh, I, I'll admit that like there could be a deeper meaning here that I'm not understanding based on the Lebanese Civil War, <laughs> mm -hmm. maybe. But uh, to me, it seems very like misguided and and reverse engineered and contrived and all of those terrible things and just ugly. It's like an ugly. It is a very ugly. You know, film. Not like yeah. I I don't know if yeah. it's trying to be, but like it definitely seems like it is, right? 
it's gratuitous for sure. It's, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Yeah. And ma- like so maybe not I, even gratuitous in its violence, even though it is violent. Um, yeah. But like there's definitely violence that could be shown, which isn't when when she becomes yeah. the assassin, right? Like it doesn't sh- it shows her firing, but the the focus is wholly upon her. I mean that's that's sort of the the point at which she becomes an idol. And that is that is something the movie does well. I like let's let's not say that the movie doesn't do well in uh it paints the portrait of well, these are people who become sort of figureheads, right? For their movements. In becoming figureheads, they lose their not personality, but they lose who they are as a person. She becomes outcast from all others. And like her daughter sees that when she's trying to track her down. She has to track down the woman who sings. She can't track down her mother. I don't know. I, I think the movie, again, like I think it does really well right up until the, the end where it just sort of, it has that, that really, really sort of contrived plot point and the letters are all so weird and just definitely don't, it's odd tonally, like very odd tonally. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Speaking of the odd tone, why the fuck did they play a bunch of Radiohead in this movie? Yeah, was it Radiohead? Okay, because... Yes. It was. Yeah. They yeah. played like, the same Radiohead song like three times. It, it sounded like like Soundgarden esque. Um, yeah, I mean, take your pick. I'm sure it could be. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was it's very just sort of uh, I, I don't I don't know. And they do it after some of like the most emotional scenes too. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it's a weird choice. It's a very like again, it's a it's it's a tonal misfire, I think, to have that. But yeah bizarre really really bizarre movie and yeah the pace of like just to kind of round out i guess the pacing was interesting in the beginning but then you know i like the kind of time spent during each you know kind of flashback to flash forward however the the story really didn't seem to be going anywhere in the frame story yeah um the way the scenes cut between those as well very uh very interesting very cool I do like that it didn't, you know, there, it didn't, there weren't obvious, like, markers between um, present and past. Like, obviously, like, you can tell based on context and, like, the characters and the dress, but, uh, like, the way people were dressed. But um, I did like that it wasn't, like, there was no, like, artsy, stylistic way of, like, cutting between them, you know, or, like, showing, like, intertitle cards or putting a, a filter over the old footage, you know. Uh, like, I do like that it was, it, it was a little bit jarring and kind of fluid so i I do think that was good Mm -hmm. the way that time is kind of depicted as you know this one kind of stream uh in the in the movie Mm. i again just fell so flat i did only give this two and a half stars so i didn't like completely destroy Uh, it i do think there's something interesting in here but Mm -hmm. i mean i gotta pick a movie i like i'd give it like three and a (laughs) half or four stars maybe three and a half it's it's a bit too serious for me to casually recommend it, and it's a bit too, I don't want to say empty, but, like, a lot of it rings hollow. Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a little too hollow for me to try to recommend it to, like, a serious watcher. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I was disappointed. I, I was really hoping that this would be a kind of a moving drama, and instead mm. it just... Yeah, but you know, actually, I'm now I'm just now thinking about this. I had seen uh, Villeneuve had done another movie, um, or had done a movie, I think right before this one, mm-hmm. um, about the uh, Polytechnique 
massacre mm-hmm. where in the 90s i think there was a like a mass shooter targeted a woman's engineering school oh shit um oh. yeah and that movie like it was framed around a guy they the, they created like a random dude to be like the center character of the story basically not the shooter but like just some other whatever like student at the school and just i remember that leaving a bad taste in my mouth and thinking like this is how you want to tell this story of this event uh you know is is through this person's eyes and not through one of the many many women you know that were killed or that were there you know at this school maybe i should have had better expectations going into this that could be on me Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean on its whole i definitely like i didn't hate it i'd say i liked it no i I would say i like it still uh even even having talked through it um I yeah, mean, you're valid, it has flaws, you know. But it's it's like it's a tragic film, and it's it it definitely plays like a tragedy. And I don't think tragedies have to be realistic or, I mean, it's down to earth in certain ways, and very much so not down to earth in others. Um, and I I think that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I like. I obviously you're not the only person who likes this movie. I just right. yeah, it's it's so absurd and tries to be so grounded. Um, while also being and extremely fanciful like here's this like moving dramatic tense clearly trying to go for political commentary even though it's stripped of all context mm-hmm. war movie with just this fucking convoluted escape room of an incest plot just that that just like does not marry in my head it just collapses i guess on itself because it doesn't it goes it doesn't really earn getting there uh like you said before it kind of loses itself um in trying to get there because it's so yeah. contrived but yeah it doesn't it doesn't what? deliver on either the the overarching sort of oh like this is a brutal war documentary or a condemning piece about the horrors of war i mean it it does show the horrors of war yeah but it i mean those are those are serious and kind of dark scenes but they're not right they're not very human. They're kind of hollow. Like, we don't spend a lot of time learning about, you know, who these characters are. Maybe that would be too cruel. <laughs> I mean, even, even just following the mother's story, like, completely cutting out the expository story, right? And, like, just following her story from... I, I, like, that would be just more interesting, I guess. I, like, the, the interpersonal drama really sort of falls flat. And it, and it causes the, the more overarching war horror story to fall flat as well like it trips it up under its own weight yeah i i wish i really wish this had just been a movie about her about nawal because if we had gotten more time about like her life and like her actual agency i mean this movie basically just tortures her um and that you know that alone is enough to make me not like a movie you know if we're just going to torture its main female character especially like in this kind of context that feels you know, or like with all of these signifiers of like Islam and, and you know, the war-torn Middle East, like it just, it, it feels very questionable, I guess at best. So yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, I, I can see why people like this movie though, I think. So mm-hmm. like I will give, I will, I'll give it to them. Uh, and I do, I do like his other movies. Uh, I do like, I think he's a better director when his subject matter is not so fucking serious, I guess. Uh, or, or when he's not trying to deal with something so political. I, I do like Arrival. 
I like Dune. Yeah, I, I like Prisoners Arrival. is okay. I like Dune as well. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like both yeah. of those a lot. Um, and those are the only other two movies I've seen by him. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where his career goes, I guess. Um, now that he's like locked into these kind of action sci-fi movies. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, overall, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, I don't think it was a masterpiece, but I think it was a good film. It was definitely impactful, to me at least. I respect your opinion. <laughs> um, do we have a do we have a movie lined up for next week on what we want to watch? I don't have anything picked out yet. Uh, I was looking at this list here. Neither do uh, I. I guess it is it is a, a Rick's pick, baby. But ooh, a Rick's pick, huh? Let me think. I don't know. I want to. We want something a bit lighter for sure. Have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? I haven't. No, you that haven't. That was one that Christopher. Yeah, he suggested. He, this was one of the ones he was like, you'll have some hot takes on that movie, um, which is code for you're going to hate this movie. So Okay. This is another one shown to me by my English teacher. <laughs> I, I think this one is not... You will have some hot takes on it. Uh, God I... damn it. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> for one dollar, name a movie I'll like. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it's... It's not bad. I think people take it, like, far too seriously and take away the wrong things from it. The thing is, I Mm -hmm. like, I know the premise of this movie. I think I even know how this movie ends just from, like, (laughs) it's in the the cultural consciousness. It is. I just don't, I I truly, like, I have not seen it. I've seen a couple scenes from it, Mm -hmm. like a trivia or whatever. But, like, I actually don't know what people are saying I'm going to have hot takes on. Like, I, I, I'm actually, like, I know that Charlie Kaufman is involved, and he's, like, you know, the writer of, like, being John Malkovich and some other movies that I'm not a huge fan of. I mm. like some of his stuff, but, like, so, but I don't, I don't dislike his stuff for content, necessarily. Like, I, and usually I feel like when people say, oh, you're going to have a hot take, it's because there's, like, misogyny or, <laughs> oh, no, like, something, eh. something grating. It's it is a bit so, grating, I'll say. It's there's some there's just parts of it which are very sort of like infantile, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, hey. and I mean that's sort of in the name, right? It's it's about escapism. It's the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. It's like okay, great. So how do you achieve spotless mind? Yada yada. Right. I don't know. It it is sort of. It it it's very contrived. There's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take a contrived movie that isn't, <laughs> you know, yeah. old boy. I, I don't think it takes itself too seriously, but I think people put that lens on it and they're like, oh, this is like the greatest film ever made. Uh, it's like so deep, yada, yada, when it's like, eh, not really. I remember thinking it was just okay in high school. It's like pretty good. I had like, like a few quotes that you could take out of it but like nothing that's yeah i don't know nothing like impactful nothing life-changing um maybe i'll maybe i'll think differently on a rewatch is that what we're going with yeah i mean if you're all right with it i've got my head in my hands (laughs) pumping my fist yeah we can watch it if you want my i had a different suggestion but this this will work well well no let's hear your suggestion well well since I'm going to a small town in Minnesota that won't be named, mm-hmm. 
for vacation here. Um, I was thinking about Fargo, and oh, okay. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily watch Fargo because we've both seen <laughs> it, and that movie. I mean, I, I would. Don't get me wrong. I want to watch Fargo, but mm-hmm. we've both seen it. I don't know how much interesting stuff we could talk about there. That's a more serious one, though. We have different definitions of serious. Um, All right, fair. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I. I was thinking maybe something else from the Coen Brothers filmography if you wanted. But we don't have to. Um, I'm okay with watching Eternal Sunshine. But I just, like, I I don't want this podcast to be about movies I hate. I, don't, I, I feel like you guys are like... No, no, I know. I, you know say what? the line, I don't Bart, even think it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think it's something that you would necessarily hate immediately. I do think it's one that has, like, a sort of not intolerable following but a, a a pretty bad following and it's at, at least to me right maybe that's just like what i've gotten from it um i i think it'd be interesting to for someone who's okay, only seen right. it through like the the cultural consciousness to take a look at it and okay. uh see what you think out of it all right all right i'll, I'll give it the chance you know okay. I, I really something i want to do with this little project of ours is get mm-hmm. better at like giving things a chance. I think I sometimes I do have preconceived notions um, based on like things I picked up or fans of the movie or like actors I don't like or like things like that. So um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to I mean, to that happens it, with everyone though, right? I'm willing to give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that I, I will come out and say vicious vitriolic things based on my preconceived notions of like Jim Carrey as an actor. So... you know um i'd like to challenge myself a little bit more so i'll give this movie a a chance and you know again one of these days we're gonna watch a movie that people like and i'm gonna like it too and i won't just seem so contrarian (laughs) (laughs) but okay so uh we want to watch eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yes uh, we do 2004 directed by michelle gondry who has a an interesting filmography outside of this movie i'll say but we'll talk about that next week okay sounds good um, do we want to have any kind of ending besides... I mean, I can keep cutting do, 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 the... Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't remember what you know, I did for funny. it. You know, it's funny. That was what you did? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was cutting it, uh, I realized it sounds a hell of a lot like the music from Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> it's not exactly the same, but it's close. But no, I mean... The, the embarrassing thing is that's from the Eraserhead episode, and so no one has any context for why you're doing that. Let's go. Because... <laughs> it's lost so, I mean, media. We can just keep it. In lieu of something better, again, we can. I think that's fine. Keep it in there. Cool. Uh, bye. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Do 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 do